0: Hi, my name is Sarah-Jane and I'm a Holistic Energy Practitioner. I work with women who want to find their identity and passion in life through releasing blocked emotions using my arsenal of tools and skills. In my podcast, Mum Has Gone Woo Woo, I will be chatting to women all over the world who have discovered their spiritual gifts and the comical side of woo. Join me every week for an exciting insight into spirituality, and reach me at wwwsj lewiscom and book a free cuppa and chat session to learn how i can help you now let's get on with the show hello and good morning to you today we have the most amazing guest on the show a lady called and dilma Uh, She has had a 15 year career as an international mergers and acquisition lawyer, which was rudely interrupted when she was pregnant with a third child and her employer started restructuring their department. And moved to the UK with her two kids and didn't fancy going back to be a solicitor. So she retrained as a hypnotherapist and then became a psychic medium and plucked up the courage to come to the UK and start doing readings. So, Anne, hello and welcome.
1: Hello, thank you so much for having me.
0: Not a problem, not a problem. So, I don't think I pronounce your name as half as well as you, you can and how amazing and lovely it sounds. So, you're French, is that, orig- is that correct
1: originally? Yeah, yeah, I'm from Paris. Even. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Were you born in Paris?
1: Yep, and I lived 36 years, well, minus one in Paris, yes. And then moved, moved to the you. UK. Amazing.
0: Yeah. So tell yeah.
1: everybody a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Um. So uh, I now support female entrepreneurs who are very ambitious. They have big visions or they are meant to have big visions, but they don't know it, uh, who suffer from some uh, imposter syndrome.
0: Uh, yes. So they
1: can't see their own greatness. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I support them really in building a business that they love, that lights them up, but also brings them the success that they deserve because they are not at that spot right now and it's making them feel lesser than, if that makes any sense. Or they might be successful, but it doesn't fulfill them. So that's, that's a bit what I do with the power of intuition. So my big, big mission is to put intuition on the curriculum all the way from primary school to universities. But I'm starting with the business world because that's where I find people are more open-minded to these kind of things.
0: You're completely spot on there. I think when people have a desire, a, a kind of an inner calling to do something, to serve, to kind of deliver some value to the world, people tend to be more open to opening that up aren't they they're they're more in tune to right I know I can do something but what is that thing or how do I do it well and it's not necessary I mean we can all read textbooks about business but that doesn't necessarily get you where you want to be I mean there's a big big shift and and difference in there Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree
1: yeah absolutely it was a very difficult one for me because I didn't choose to be in business I was literally spat out of the corporate world mm-hmm. <laughs> I was pregnant with my third child so I was a single mum in the UK with two kids under seven
0: Wow! I got
1: pregnant unplanned and I lost my job at the same time and of course I wasn't qualified as a solicitor I couldn't find and had I been in London still but I'd moved to to Bristol huh. Had I been in London, I might have found a job as a knowledge manager or something, but in Bristol, it was just like impossible. I had to completely reinvent myself.
0: So literally overnight, you had to change what you were doing. So how did that work, yeah. what did you
1: do? Uh, well, what happened is that the year before I was made redundant, I had started to dabble into different things. And this because I had been in the company for more than 10 years. So I had a sabbatical. I had a three month sabbatical and I had been to see a psychic because Mm -hmm. it is a psychic that helped me the most back in France to move to the UK and leave my husband. Oh, wow. So to pluck up that courage. Yes. And I really admired her because she was (sighs) I actually made the secret wish to be like her because she was also very spiritually advanced. It wasn't just, you know, a tarot reader. She did numerology actually, and that's why I went to her. Mm-hmm. And she was a wonderful source of guidance for the two years prior to moving to the UK and plucking up the courage to, to leave my husband. Because basically when I, ha- I was pregnant with his second child, I realized it was a huge mistake, not the pregnancy, but having another child with him uh, and I had to just find an exit strategy and she helped me a lot to know when it was no longer possible to make things work okay. because I would have probably tried beyond what was possible because I'm mm-hmm. kind of loyal like that mm-hmm. and it was dragging me down completely I nearly died three times before I moved to the UK in Bloody six and a six, yeah because it was so bad it was so bad
0: through violence
1: at home no 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 uh health and oh. that also woke me up yes because i was suffocating in that marriage i was suffocating in my job i was suffocating in, the, in the every i'm glad you asked the question not through violence he mm. was verbally abusive mm-hmm. and mentally mm-hmm. emotionally but not physically that was the last bit that and uh. luckily I, I didn't feel um but anyway so moving on i i've I actually think I literally rebirthed myself for the Eurotunnel. <laughs> <laughs> like that image, especially since, you know, I don't think I would still be here if I still lived and, and was married and, and did what I did back in France. So that was a big awakening. And it's only a couple of days later, years later, when I was in the UK, I was enjoying my new job. I had a beautiful job in London. Um, then I moved to Bristol because I wanted my children to have a garden and to have a bit of a different life. Mm-hmm. And it's something I wanted back in France as well. But my first husband was completely hostile to that. He was a big city boy. He had always lived in Paris, didn't want to move anywhere else. Oh, okay so uh, i went to a psychic and um i think i lost the thread just a tiny bit yes because i had that three-month sabbatical mm-hmm. and that psychic said to me that i had actually a lot of healing abilities which i ha- i was absolutely not aware of okay, and on so the back of that mm-hmm. yeah i hadn't and, sh- and, and on the back of that i trained with her and spiritual healing, whilst I was still a lawyer, and then when I had my sabbatical, I decided to train in Reiki.
0: Okay. Oh, amazing.
1: So I did that, and I also gave myself permission when I was having that sabbatical to um, embrace my artist, the artist within me, because really I wanted to be an artist when I was little, but then my parents taught me into you know um,
0: a proper job, choosing
1: something exactly, yes. that, 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 and, and I went along with it. I Yes. Went along with it. So, so that's what I did that, um, that in that sabbatical. I completely indulged into my artistic side, which I had already started in the background as a lawyer a few years before in Paris. I did mosaics. So whenever I would put my kids to bed, then I would start doing my mosaics. And that literally lit me up. So, so I was there. And so I had that reading. Then I went back to work. And I was like, what now? It's like, there's two of me and then clearly not compatible
0: yeah
1: or at least that's what I thought back then and and so what I found is by training in Reiki it does this alignment in your life that everything that doesn't fit in it anymore literally vanishes and Mm -hmm. so I was kicked out of my job as a as a lawyer because it was totally not aligned with me anymore but also super scary (laughs) Oh, imagine. So how do i feed my kids how yes, do i feed exactly. my kids
0: that's the thing that goes through my mind if it was just me i would leave my job tomorrow uh but you yeah You've got bills to pay kids to feed so very much like you yeah. i'm still i'm in two worlds i've got my corporate job and okay but what i love to do problem is there's not enough hours in the day i, I think i messaged you last week I was like, i've been on the computer 14 hours today and you're like get off oh <laughs> Yeah. because I love yeah. what I do but the problem I need to fit it all in um so no yeah. I completely relate to that whole dual personality corporate version and then the real version
1: yeah so so what happened after I was spat out um energetically and physically mm-hmm. <laughs> from my job I explored I gave myself permission to explore everything that I'd never given my, myself permission before mm-hmm um so my grandmother read the tarot when she was young but not more like a hobby but you know yeah. back then you didn't have any tarot cards available someone had to choose you and they would gift you a deck because they saw the gift in you oh wow and that's what happened to my grandmother yeah and she so she had the gift and she did that more like for as a party trick uh like you know like she had a, a day job <laughs> and so did her husband by the way who was an amazing healer i never met him because he died in his 40s so i have this kind of thing on my family that i knew nothing of until i started this path it's my sister who kind of revealed to me all that stuff oh wow i knew about my grandmother a little bit but not about my grandfather on on my my side And um, so I gave myself permission. I trained in clinical hypnotherapy because I thought initially I would have liked to be a counselor, Mm -hmm. but that would have taken too long. I needed to be able to bring money quite quickly. And on the side, because I went to another psychic again and she said, you should be doing what I do uh, with the tarot and everything. And like after four, five people saying the same thing I thought, okay, I give in. So I went to train (laughs) as a tarot reader and and funnily enough, I was paired up with the teacher because everybody went with a friend. and I had no friends, so I went on my own. Mm-hmm. And so I had to practice on the teacher. Can you imagine how terrifying that is? I know, but you excelled mostly a lot quicker, I would have thought. Well, she, the teacher said, you're absolutely spot on. And, and I was like, I was trembling, honestly. And I still, like, it's only in the past two, three years that I've not been afraid to use my psychic gifts like that because I feel like such a fraud um I just feel like yeah but anyway so um so yeah I trained in in Reiki I trained in to all the way to Reiki master I trained in tarot and I did all sorts of other things um like I've tried almost everything just out of curiosity and And then I came to a point sorry what do you enjoy the most out
0: of all the modalities
1: That's interesting. Most people come to me, used to come to me for tarot, but they really needed healing. Mm. And I would say now what I enjoy the most is what I'm the best at, which is seeing people through the eyes of angels, which is what I said to you. You did, and I've been telling
0: everybody. I was like, I I spoke to my friend. I was like, I'm speaking to this lady who sees people through the eyes of angels. She's like, oh my God, I need to listen to this. So what does that look like? How, how, How does that
1: work? Well, with all the modalities that I've done, I realized that I had been doing this my entire life, but I'm not psychic in the sense of I'm not clairvoyant. I'm not clairaudient. I just see people through the eyes of angels. That means I see their potential. And that was, it can be really dangerous for me because people don't always actualize their potential. And for my first husband, that's exactly what happened. I could see his potential. That's why I fell in love with him. And it never happened. Mm. He had a fairly, I had a fairly unhappy uh, marriage with him. So I've learned to make it work for me as well, uh-huh. so that I don't fall into the trap of "Oh my God, what a beautiful soul they have," but actually their human version is not is not quite up to scratch. If that makes uh, any sense, and you can fall into that it. sounds awful. I don't no, mean it no, to sound, no. that sound awful.
0: But I think lots of people do this, whether they realise or not, from a spiritual point of view. You kind of feel like you can help people, but not everybody wants to be helped, do they? They, they, exactly. you, like you said, you can see it, or you can see. It how amazing they are and like what they could do with their lives but they're like nah, i'm right you're just like yeah ah. so now i'm glad that you yeah. flipped that so i guess this is how you yeah incorporate
1: this into your business that's now i've i've set those boundaries i used to have all my clients as friends and family mm-hmm. and then the moment i took that seriously they started my clients became my clients and I no longer attract to me people who need healing, massive healing or my support or use me as a crutch. So that's, that's good now. Mm -hmm. Um, so the way I, so I did all these modalities and then I realized that I've been doing this my entire life because I went back to when I was eight years old and I remember a conversation, people always come to me for comfort, like even as a child, even adults as a child towards me, which was a bit freaky back then. (laughs) And, And i would listen to what i was saying and i was like this is too wise for my years i'm only eight years old and i just and that's when i did a channeling course that i actually realized that i was channeling i channeled my art i channeled and i i don't even like the word channeling but i channel angels basically um and 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 the lady who said to me that i should be training as a healer she literally said oh my god you have angel dust coming out of your hands and i was like this is not funny i'm a lawyer and i need to feed my kids (laughs) but um so the way that it's expressed now within my business is i specialize in businesses Mm -hmm. and i once came across a book about akashic records and i realized i'd been reading the akashic records my entire life because that's what angels do when they see your soul your path everything that you are past present and future your potential everything Oh, wow. I can see all of that. And I, I I used to get in the records like without even knowing what the records were. I just got the information and it was like, how do I know that? How do I know that? And so now I specialize in business Akashic Records because I'm I feel my mission is to bring more spirituality, especially through intuition, into business, yes. mainstream businesses. Yes. And so when I go into people's when I go into their businesses, Akashic Records, I want it to be very grounded because I have a background as a lawyer. You know, I know that a lot of, and I, I respect them, but a lot of Akashic Records readers goes so far out into the sole purpose that it almost doesn't connect anymore to the human experience. Mm-hmm. And I want mine to be really grounded, really practical. So I've been able to download people's funnels through the records, you know, the perfect funnel, the, the ideal client, oh, wow. all that. <laughs> I've been able to do all of that. And it's so clear for me. And people, when I show them, they're like, oh my God, that feels perfect. How did you know this? How could you know my ideal client when they were kind of intellectually trying to define? it and getting lost in the process because that can be a really difficult process
0: it can and it's something I have struggled with for a long time until literally last week I was like you know what I know who my ideal client is stop being scared of her because it was almost like once I made that decision it's like that's it like you got to run with it and I knew in my heart who it was but I was, still, I was still trying to serve everybody, still, still trying mm. to be that person for everybody. And you can't in business, you can't no. This was business. the
1: hardest thing yes. for me to do, yes. niching. Niching was so difficult, it's especially like, when I niched with my head. Yeah. I just couldn't get there. It mm. was me more than anything,
0: for sure. So I've spent a lot of time over the weekend in the last few days being like really focused about who that ideal client is. And so it's, it's me a few years ago, a divorced woman very often on her own business who is open spiritually but not not like completely woo but like you said open to that guidance and intuition to find their passion their purpose because if we're going to have a business around kids around our lives it should be something we bloody well enjoy doing and comes with yeah. ease And it gives you that sense of fulfilment and happiness that a normal day job doesn't give you. It should just feel part of you and part of your life. So, I made the decision. So, I'm very proud of myself. And I don't know the the listeners won't be able to hear this, but I created a uh, a lead magnet. And I said, I'll just try and get it printed up to see what it looks like. And oh my god, honestly, I came home and I was like. I've got like a nice little sellable booklet here that I've created. And um, I don't give myself credit half the time for <laughs> what I can do. So I, I took some time last night and was like, do you know what? You can do this. I don't know why I don't think mm. I can. It's it's this feeling safe and secure in offering that value, in helping people, in having a service that people want. And um, sometimes it can be scary, can not it? People, like you say, what you do is to bring that out in people to give them those
1: confidence levels well done for niching it's such a difficult thing to do and especially because i knew i could do so many different things so many talents and i can help so many people it was i resisted niching for at least a year in when i when i went online it's obviously much more important online than in, in person mm-hmm. um, because you need to stand out. You need to have a, this clear message when people see your posts that they, they know who you, that they feel that you're talking to them. And I feel that I do now. I yeah. really do.
0: Good.
1: And it's fun, but it's never, it's always in progress because there's more layers that come up. The more I do my self-exploration uh, around my imposter syndrome, around mm-hmm. my ambition, around all the different things. Cause it is me, a younger version of myself, as you said, but which, which younger version? Because I've had so many experiences in my life and that's sometimes the bit that I can help people with. Mm-hmm. I've had a client where she was choosing one version of herself, a younger version, but it was another one that was more important. Mm-hmm. And the moment we discussed that in, in her sessions, she literally, it landed in her body. Yeah. It was like this understanding of yes, I finally found my niche, I know now, rather than kind of constantly wondering, is it this, is this, that, is it that? And it gives you that sense of peace and direction and focus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so empowering. So then- but what I like the most is really teaching these business uh, female entrepreneurs how to use their intuition and trust it.
0: So what would be that's my top tips for your ideal client, your female entrepreneurs?
1: I have a four-step process for people to trust their intuition uh, that I teach. I actually shared it in my last podcast episode. Um, If it's okay to mention the name of my podcast, it's called The Intuitive Revolution in Business. And uh, it's all about focus, doing a brain dump, choosing one question at a time, and then allowing the space for the answer to come to you. In whatever way it's going to come and trust that it's going to be there um so that you kind of switch off your mind and switching off your mind can happen by doing some art um, going for a walk doing the washing up having a shower going for a drive whatever it is i i my motto, my 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 tagline is you can um tap into your intuition without meditating for hours having to wear crystals or <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the third one now, I haven't said it in a long time, it's on my podcast, because I want to cater with people who, people who are not into the woo-woo, mm-hmm. like I know, I love the word woo-woo, and I love that I've had these amazing, powerful experiences that have transformed me deeply, but I also want to be practical, and, mm-hmm. and you know, my intellect wants me to be balanced between the two. You know, to have that beautiful blend of magic and logic yeah. that I don't completely lose the plot, basically. Does that make no, sense? No, 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 definitely. And
0: I think helping those people that are on the fence or not quite near the fence, I think they can still tap into that. And you, you're just translating that into a language that they understand, but you get the same results from. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So what would you say for me? Well, if you looking at me through your angel eyes or seeing me... Through the eyes of angels, what, what would your guidance
1: be for me? If, uh, if that's something you can tap into. So I would want to know if you have a question for me first, because I always respond um, rather than volunteer information. And I think it's because I'm very respectful of people's boundaries mm-hmm. and, and not to intrude by sharing something that they're not happy to receive. Does that make really?
0: sense? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like you said, I have many skills and qualifications, like the number of courses I've put myself through and done, you know, add on and other things. Again, more for me to kind of feel like I, I've got some value. What should I focus on the most?
1: I have a feeling that you are here to have women in jobs who are divorced, who have children, who cannot be there for their children as they want to and who want to create a profitable business so that they can be there for their children as in the way the exact way that they want okay
0: perfect that is the the niche
1: that i've nailed down into oh and i have a feeling that this is going to get stronger and stronger and it will actually allow you to leave your own job and and fully embrace that for yourself as well so but i don't want you to wait until there in order to to work with that niche
0: perfect no it's something literally last week i just went just bite the bullet and just say the word divorced women i specialize in divorced women yeah it was something i was skirting around and i was like oh no i work with women and i was like no you work with divorced women and I go, no i work with women
1: Or well, it could be single mums as well well it's yes just women yeah. who are in charge of two children yeah who don't necessarily have the support system um so there's, there's a, it's a bit more refined than just divorced because yes. they could have remar- remarried and have all the support that they need from their second husband or not. Mm-hmm. But no, it's women who find themselves juggling so many balls, mm-hmm. and they're stressed, really stressed out and they don't feel they're here enough for their children and it breaks their hearts because their children are growing up too fast, as we all say, yeah. and and they, they want to be they want to be there for their um what is it called? That Christmas play. They want to be there sports for, day. you know, sports day. They want to be there for the summer if needed in, mm-hmm. in a certain way. And they can't at the moment and it's breaking their hearts. Perfect. No,
0: that is that is what's been on my mind. And
1: it's And you know what? I was that woman. Yes. I I I I almost felt like I did the split. I was like doing splits all the time. Uh, between my work and my my home family. It was just so difficult, so, so difficult and I think and so stressful because I never, of course, I had the added thing that my all my family and friends were back in France um, so I didn't have much of a support system really. No, and that's, that's really fundamental
0: isn't it and even sometimes when you're married or you do have a support system in inverted commerce. You can be still lonely when you have this desire, yeah. aspiration to have a business that's going to help so many people. People don't get it, Yeah, I, I, that's what I experience is the level of conversation, unless you're in the right circles and you find your tribe of women that understand, normal friends and family, they're like, oh, okay, that's nice, okay. And it's like, have you watched yeah. Fox, this box set on Netflix? you're like, yeah, no, because I've been working 14 hours a day, <laughs> doing a full time job and creating lead magnets in a funnel. And so people don't yeah. always get the work and the effort and that desire. And I think that's what you need to find is that tribe around you, isn't it? To support and lift you up and a coach and a mentor to help bring that out yeah. faster than trying to do it all on your own the whole time.
1: Absolutely. And also, there's a, a thing that when you start in business and you're still in a job, there's that huge shift between being an employee and a business owner. Uh, and that needs support and you think that you have to work all the hours you, you mentioned your 14 hours I work only one day a week in my business and that's, that's because crazy. I home educate my kids and I've home educated them since 2015 mm-hmm. so not because of the pandemic but now I can see the beauty of it like I was almost like one of these pioneers mm-hmm. um that that I want to create a new paradigm for business owners who want to be there for their children even more, not just for the Christmas play or, and, and I, I, there's no judgment Mm -hmm. in the, in between. Mm -hmm. I want people to really understand that, but I feel like, um, and a lot of people in my position is because they have children with special needs. And I do, I have four autistic kids. Now, two of them are grown up, but Mm -hmm. one has come back to live with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was, such a big challenge as well because their needs weren't met by by schools and then what you do what happened is I can see in my the homeschooling community that I'm connecting with from afar I'm not a big group person Um, Mm -hmm. that comes from being autistic and all sorts of things but i can see that they they don't have the option they can't even see that they could create a business to be prosperous so that they don't have to be on benefits or scrapping the barrel as so to speak so that they can be there for their children because the system doesn't support them properly and that breaks my heart because it affects a very vulnerable marginalized part of society that have witnessed their children being um damaged by the school system they've taken they've been brave enough to make that decision to educate their children themselves but it comes with a poverty Mm. uh, ticket or you know a a real big price um so i'm passionate about that as well to be able to be like the face of business that can show homeschooling moms that they can have a, a prosperous business or alternatively that you can actually have a prosperous business whilst having a job so that you can jump into your job issues uh, your business shoes earlier than you think yes. <laughs> because once you're super organized super focused then actually you don't need that much time to create a really profitable business
0: amazing and what you're saying there about the mums with the children with special needs it's it's the, the system that just doesn't support those families no. do they they're Actually, one of my clients was um, works for one of the departments in the local council placing children in special needs schools. And she just said, there are just not enough schools, not enough places, and there, there's
1: nothing they can do. And it's
0: just, it's hard. You're almost forced down that homeschooling route, aren't you? And how are you meant to do that? And also,
1: even getting your children diagnosed is a... Uh, is a- Um, what do you call these things, the obstacle course in itself. It's just time consuming and and then you get nothing at the end. I had that for my elder two children and and it was like, why did I even do this? I don't have any support. It's not changed anything. So, so yeah, I think I want everyone to know that it's possible. And I think the pandemic has created this opening, like help people maybe think about things more and... About opportunities because before the pandemic, there's a lot of jobs that could have been done from home that everybody said weren't, weren't possible. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of forced companies to own up to the fact that, of course, a lot of things can be done from home. So, and also perhaps that's also opened people up to the idea where maybe I could have a business. Mm-hmm. I like that home life. And some people hated it. And I, I honor that as well. We're all different. Oh,
0: no, I love it. I've been doing it for 10 years since my daughter was born. And I don't think I could go and sit in an office nine till five. But I think I would go crazy. And hmm. I remember those days when I was in my twenties and I used to, <laughs> just a memory come flashing back. I used to go and sit in the toilet of one office. I hate the vibe in the office. It was really bitchy, really horrible, really negative. I would sit in the toilet tapping and I, I will get out of here. I will <laughs> like and was like everything would be like like my my coping mechanism just to get through the day was just to go and tap in the toilet and uh, just came back to it. Mm. Um, I didn't even realize I was doing it. I just needed something to get through, almost like a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and this is what I like to inspire people as well: is that anything's possible if you put your mind to it. Absolutely anything. There's no rules. There's no boundaries. And no circumstances can limit us. Like you said about um, maybe having children, but again. That doesn't stop you. It's just finding what works with your family and your lifestyle and the pandemic. In a way, it
1: forces you to find what works for you. Whereas before, you might have tried to fit in. Suddenly, it's impossible to fit in. So you've got to find your own way.
0: Definitely. And the pandemic, like you say, it has caused everybody to stop and reflect what is important, what isn't important. And I've loved it. I've loved the switching up. I mean, it was blooming scary. Don't get me wrong. Just not knowing what was going on in the world. Now we're kind of on the other side of it. It's, um, I think it's not been a bad thing. I know that, and I say that lightly in respect I know lots of people have been ill and lots of people have lost their lives. But overall, I think if it's created this opportunity for people to stop and reflect, then that's not, like to value life I think more so because a nasty bug can come along and end it within days and I think everybody has started to reflect and um I guess live with a different kind of purpose rather than just surviving which is no mode to be in 24-7. I mean I grew up with that like life's not meant to be fun, life's stressful, life's boring, just wait until you die and then everything <laughs> will be better. Like,
1: or wait until your retirement and then you can have fun. Oh yeah, no. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I want it now. I
0: want fun now. I want joy and yeah. passion and
1: to every day to be a kind of a pleasure rather than just counting down to something no no not at all. yeah so you, yeah. you remarried well, yes yes I have and I had two more children with my sec yeah my mm-hmm. current husband uh, and we decided to homeschool in 2015 so yeah so the well, my business was going to die oh really 2015. yeah I thought it was going to die because I didn't know anything about the online business and I had already struggled to build a business before that, but it was the opposite that happened. It started to thrive being online, like literally, um, helped me do things differently because back then I was just a clinical hypnotherapist, a healer a tarot reader I couldn't actually combine any like I I was hiding my tarot from the clinical hypnotherapy Mm -hmm. because I was afraid that people wouldn't take me seriously if they knew that I read the tarot Mm -hmm. and there was one point where in 2017 2018 I just had to embrace all of me Mm -hmm. and that's what I did it was scary and that's when I started offering business Akashic Records reading and focusing, Um, I had a phase as a book coach, which was lovely as well, because I love writing books and I love helping people write books. I've I've got several books already that I've written and published, yeah. And I'm working on always lots of books. Um, Well, the first one was linked to my clinical hypnotherapy practice and it's called The Journey of the Slim Soul. And it's about slimming without dieting, counting calories or strenuous exercise. Mm -hmm. And it was a real, it was the first, realization that the angels actually asked me to write this book Mm -hmm. and and wrote it through me because I literally wrote it in four weeks and it was published in six weeks at a time when 2009 it wasn't that easy to Mm self-publish but literally the universe brought everything to me Um, and I even had an agent for it at one point and then I sabotaged myself but that's okay that was a learning really good yeah yeah uh, and then I wrote also a memoir about when my father passed the uh, three months before his um, transition and the year after that. And that was a beautiful memoir that I absolutely adore um, called My Father Who Art in Heaven. So that was that was my second book. And I'm writing at the moment a book about the intuition revolution in business. So that's quite exciting, too. Um, Just an amazing
0: woman. I mean, so talented. It's absolutely phenomenal.
1: Thank you. I think that's what surprised me is how I'm able to write in English and I saw it with The Journey of the Slim Soul. I had two ladies who were actually clients back then who they were cancer patients and they did hypnotherapy with me to support um, their, their healing journey. And they didn't have that much to, to change in my book and I was really surprised, really surprised because I'd written it in four weeks and got it out so quickly and and also got an agent in the end it was because like, you could say okay I wrote a book in four weeks and everybody can do that nowadays and publish and it can be really rubbish yeah but I think that was a bit of a stamp of approval you know like okay you did it in four weeks but you did it well and it was not even in your you know your native language I was mm-hmm. like okay i have a talent after all which didn't make sense to me because i never dreamt of being an author i was my forte in in school was maths and physics and logical things um i was crass at french and literature i loved reading though i was always in a book Mm -hmm. but asked me to write an essay and it was like getting blood out of a stone (laughs) so there was literally a before and after when i trained in the kick and cable therapy because i understood how the mind works i actually managed to um dissolve a writer's block i had for 10 years just by and i didn't even try to it just mm-hmm. happened naturally because i i started writing in a completely different way
0: so do you think that was related to kind of past experiences or past traumas in this life or previous lives because i do think things manifest Today in our energy in our world. Oh,
1: you mean the writing or the yeah. writer's block or yeah, the writer's block.
0: The the self. Oh, it was.
1: I think it was linked because back in France, you don't have agents; it's just publishers, and it's a it, back then it was a very close knit community of scholars or teachers, and I wasn't mm-hmm. part of it, so I pitched. 10, 15 times my, it was a novel that I wrote in French, the very first one. And I never knew I was going to write it. It was, and it's not been published yet, but it was, um, it came out of a personal experience of a friend on drugs that I supported her through all the years when she was an addict and to the, to the time when she finally wasn't and she got married and was happy and everything else. But there was so much that I contained in myself that I had to kind of write this story as a, as a novel but drawing obviously from my my own experience. And because I had zero confidence in my writing skills and that I was faced with this block of really almost hostile um, publishing world, it completely crushed me. And for 20 years, I was like, I tried it. I don't wanna hear about it anymore. And I pivoted into mosaics back then. That was my other way to use my creativity. And that that was really good as well. It was very good for me. So it was all meant yeah we all know everything's meant to be so um. it
0: is in some some people don't understand that but when you get to a point in your life you can sit and reflect you do realize certain things have happened so you can be where you are today i don't think it's by accident that we are sat here chatting i think a series of events and stories and our own personal experiences have led us to this moment and whether we decided those events before we were born i mean I do very much believe that we are souls that have been here many times before and we're here to learn and evolve and grow, especially now. What what's your view at the moment? We're in Lionsgate or Lionsgates at the weekend, this whole kind of evolution of, of people to the 5D. What's your view on that?
1: I don't like to talk about 3D and 5D too much. It's not part of my language, but no. I think that there's an amazing opportunity for people who are waking up and the pandemic was that big wake-up call that a lot of people have embraced and they're a little bit in the spot where I was when I started awakening and awakening is not just one thing it happens in small experiences that line up if you want if for lack of a better word and my big awakening moment it's interesting you mentioned uh, past lives because that's what I was interested in back in in my um, teens and even later all I was interested in past life regression, which is why I trained as a clinical hypnotherapist when I had a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big moment for me of awakening was when I I missed a bomb attempt in Paris by five minutes. Literally, because I changed my mind about going shopping in the street, my mm-hmm. intuition, uh, it, it wasn't like, I didn't even know what intuition was. And I didn't yeah. even know that that was what was happening. But literally, I planned after... I was doing a summer internship as a lawyer in a company that was um, a coffee maker company, like um, I don't know, a brewer. Mm-hmm. And I, I had maybe I had had my payday that day. I don't know. I wanted to go and buy some books because I'm, I'm a book nerd, and you know, I don't do handbags or shoes. I do books. <laughs> so there's this really big book and music shop that I always go to, and, and then very close to where I've lived all my life back in Paris. And at the last moment, when it was time for me to step out of the Metro, I decided um, no, and I felt so tired. All I had to do was go home. I just Mm -hmm. couldn't do anything else but that. And it's funny, because it's the start of a memoir I'm writing at the moment, that's brewing in the background to tell the story of where I went from being a lawyer to being who I am today, because it's quite an extraordinary story. And literally, when I came out the Metro, that was only two stations, sirens, um, you know uh, fire trucks, everything uh, crazy. It felt crazy. and I was like, what is going on? And at the time we only had news once a day. so I had to wait till eight o'clock three hours to find out what happened. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw that this bomb had exploded literally at the entrance of the shop. I was gonna go exactly. Wow. But it kind of tra- it kind of pushed me into this thing is that why did these people die and not me?
0: Mm-hmm. destiny,
1: life, you know, life path, have I chosen my life, I've chosen my parents, I've chosen my siblings. When I was 15, we had a big argument with my sister, and I said to her, look, we've chosen each other. Mm-hmm. And that I didn't even know where it came from. I was raised as a Catholic, which is mm-hmm. the complete opposite of reincarnation, if you can <laughs> imagine. Yeah. Uh, and this is what actually drew me to mm-hmm. intuition, ultimately, because I had that feeling there was something bigger, there was something you know, something invisible that we connected to yeah. that, you know, guided us. Uh, and I had dreams as well. Um, I mean, I had several dreams, that, the most critical one. I don't want to take too much time because I know you have oh, many more yeah, questions sure. to ask me. But I suppose the next step that was really um, crucial in my awakening, I went to do a gap year in the UK as a lawyer mm-hmm. in part of my studies uh, in Canterbury, which I absolutely loved. And I made lots of foreign friends because um, all the international students come usually a week earlier. So I had made this American friend who's really lovely. And sadly, she had just left home with her brother in a coma. So she was calling every day to find out who oh, wow. her brother was. Thank she was in the real distress. And and so she asked me after we had that, we had a big dinner where we were introduced to each other. And she said, would you mind coming with me to go and do that cool because I could really do with some comfort and I said absolutely I'll come with you mm-hmm. so I was there and she was in distress and and then we went to bed that night um the first night we met and at night I had a dream her brother came to me and said tell my sister I'm gonna be okay I'm wow. gonna snap out of Ooh, this coma oh,
0: wow. I know me
1: too I yeah. still have goosebumps to this day and I was like and the next morning over breakfast I was like how can I tell her how can I give the, her the hope mm-hmm. what if it wasn't true what if it's my imagination what if it's nothing and i plucked up the courage to share it with you and she immediately exploded in joy and thanked me and i was like oh my god no no what if it doesn't happen but later that day that's exactly what happened she called her brother she asked me to come with her and and literally her mom told her that her brother had had snapped out of it and i was like i don't know what to do with this yes (laughs) this is yes. yeah i'm a lawyer like <laughs> i just didn't know what to do with it no and
0: this is what the kind of the purpose of the podcast is as well for people that listen that are unsure but feel like they've got some sort of knowing or some sort of gift is to give them the confidence or give them a community where they can share not isolated yeah.
1: and alone because it can be scary And I I... I felt completely alone. My Mm. grandmother had shut down her skills, didn't want to hear anything about it because she'd pulled a card where she saw someone's death and she didn't know how to deal with it. She wasn't trained. She inspired me a lot because I thought, no, I can train my gift. Mm -hmm. When I train people with intuition, I always ask them to set an intent for their intuition. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was always about being inspiring, uplifting and useful. Mm-hmm. so I knew I would neg- never get the same experience as my grandmother nobody taught me to set an intuition uh, an intention for my intuition but that's what I'm passionate about to have people so that it's not so scary and it's not doesn't feel like they're not in control we are absolutely in control yes of what well, happens yeah. to us yes whether you want
0: to follow that intuition or like you say switch it off and, and not follow it or you have that free will um I guess getting advice is is that you can achieve so much when you do tap into it, and life can be what I would consider like a playground, where you can just yeah. learn to control that energy, that that force within you to create epic things, to have an epic life. And I think sometimes when we look around, people who we deem really lucky or really fortunate, they they're just either doing that intent, uh, what's the word intentionally, or they've just they've got their own version of it where they're just following that guidance, that, that inner voice and they've just mm. want that path of ease rather than resistance because that's what happens, isn't it? When we try and fight against what's meant to be, we just get more and more resistance in our life and and people think, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm unlucky or I'm meant to have this horrible life or life's not worth living mm. and just to give people hope that it's, you, like you say, you are in control and once you become aware of that and aware of what you're meant to be doing and who you've been in the past and how that's got you to where you are now i think it's really powerful i think it just gives people just a slightly perspective and i think that's what it is it's perspective isn't it more so
1: than anything and also i i love that's why i love your podcast so much i've loved listening to it so much even though you know it's like three four episodes is that once we aligned with who we are and our path that's when things become easy because when we resist it we keep on going against the current so to speak like paddling mm-hmm. up the stream yes. and that's that's hard that's hard work physically and it's exhausting yes
0: <laughs> definitely definitely so something I always ask my guests is um do you think you've got a life purpose and what is
1: it Yeah, I think I've mentioned it earlier in the podcast. It's to put intuition on the school curriculum all the way from primary school to universities. And one of the reasons is because, uh, and I'm not saying this to make people feel bad about me, I was abused as a child Mm -hmm. and there were lots of um, predators in my family and I had this radar I knew not to get near them. Mm -hmm. And that actually prevented more serious things happening to me.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I value that intuition now and, and sadly a lot of my a lot of the children my age in the family didn't have that strong intuition and they were caught in that, in mm-hmm. that you know um, So I think it's given me the value. there's a real value in empowering children to follow their intuition and that's what I've been doing with my kids. but then I could see the elder two who've been through the whole school system, the school system the emphasis on the mind and 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 on believe what i say to you rather than what you feel yeah has totally beaten it out of my kids yeah um, and, and i don't like to say it that way because they'll still be intuitive but it's going to take them years like it did me mm-hmm. to reclaim that intuition that's also why i've decided to homeschool with my husband the younger two i want to keep that alive in my younger two children and i know education sadly has a big role in playing in that in that mm-hmm. in numbing that intuition and I think it's important to be able to make the difference between fear, anxiety, uh, imagination, and intuition. And and I want to keep that alive in every single human because it's so hard to rekindle, to reclaim uh, later in no, life. No, no, you're so, so right. I mean, I think
0: that whole generation of children, I think they are more open as I think there's kind of a whole wave of, White workers and yeah. seeds and all these young minds, but the world as it as it is, uh, just does kind of white people. Reminds me, <clears throat> in September, I'm going to my children's school to do meaning meditation classes. With that in mind, to kind of help them just open up their minds and just relax and calm, and just because it can be very uh, an anxious time, even from like the wee ones, like four, five, six year olds. So I'm part of. That's one thing that I like to do as well. be part of that process. That's wonderful. Oh,
1: so Thank you great. for doing
0: that. Oh, my, my, my little boy is very excited about me coming up to school. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But part of that, I think, is one of my calling. I had this in a reading a few months ago. The lady said, you will be in schools helping children. I was like, how? And then, like you said, that path, it opened up. The opportunity came up. And I was like, oh, right. That's what I'm meant to be doing like so on a side project a a passion project so I think you're on to a, a winner there and I've got other friends um on a similar vein trying to incorporate um not so much intuition but the whole predator thing about being aware of people around you and being able to trust your own feelings and your own voice when it comes to particular things that are going on at home and to talk about it so it's um, trying to change um the path of narcissists because narcissi- narcissist narcissist behaviour can kind of be there in children and it can either go one way or the other so it's it's trying to help children go the right way rather than follow that path mm. um by just education. So I think the whole education system when it comes to kind of intuition just feelings emotions there's a whole gap there isn't there when it
1: comes to guiding children and i, I will tell you i have no idea how it's going to happen no 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 <laughs> but i know it's my mission so we'll see where that takes me and it's happy. exciting to think about how it's going to happen Yeah. so
0: if anybody wants to
1: find out more about you where can they find you uh so i'm mostly on facebook and linkedin hmm so I always have to check the name of my business page. So just give me a second. I know it's a little bit silly, but I'm not very good with names and numbers. Intuitive Revolution in Business is the name of my page. I have a wonderful group for female entrepreneurs who want to learn more how to use their intuition, um, which you will find on my, on my profile as well. And on LinkedIn, I'm on So I know it's not easy for people to know how to spell that. So it's A-N-G-E, then there's D, D-E, second word third word l-u-m-i-e-r-e and that's Perfect. why i my website is not called by my name <laughs> everybody says use your name as your website because i'm like they'll never find it it's called the intuitiverevolution.co.uk
0: i'll make sure all of that's in the show notes so people can click in there and find out more about you but thank you so much for coming on today and best of luck for everything that you do
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a real honor. And keep keep the podcast going. I hope I had that podcast when I was, you know, like at the start of my journey. It would have been such a huge support. Oh no, it's support. all about
0: connection. We're just getting together and finding your tribe, your people. So I'm sure yeah, all pay off. So yeah. thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you'd like a free meditation to help you visualize your future self, please visit www.sj-lewis.com forward meditation. See you next time.